The great thing about being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules. You can do whatever you want to do. The challenge of being an entrepreneur is that you're your own boss. You make your own rules and you can do whatever you want to do. And the problem can be sometimes you don't know what to do. In fact, you may be making mistakes right now in your business and don't even know that you're making mistakes and you don't even know how they're hurting you. So here's what I did. I went and made a list of the 13 most common mistakes I see in entrepreneurs every single day, and I'm going to share them with you and how to fix them completely for free. All you had to do is go to workonmygame.com. That's workonmygame.com. Put your email address in on that page, and I'm going to share with you the top 13 mistakes entrepreneurs make, why they make them, and how to fix them all in one place. Just go to workonmygame.com. I will tell you how to fix the biggest mistakes you may be making in your business right now and are not even aware that you're making them. And we're going to fix them all in the same spot. And this will take you less than 40 minutes. Go to workonmygame.com right now and let's fix the problems that you may not even know that you have. Wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out. And leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning that is guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point to start your day. And I promise you, you want to receive this message. All you have to do to join my text community is to text me at my number, 305-384-6894. Once you join, we'll tell you all your options for how often you can get texted by us and all of that. Just text me at the number 305-384-6894 to get that daily motivation. There is a political leaning to anything and everything that involves human choice. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. The reason most people don't reach their goals in life is not because they never ask themselves what they want. Most of you do that. It's not because they're not willing to do the work. Most of you do a whole lot of that. It's because they never ask themselves the third key question, which is, who do I need to be? I wrote a book called The Mirror of Motivation that is all about asking and answering that question of and for yourself. That's why it's called the mirror of motivation. In that book, you're going to learn who you need to be as a person so that you can go get into that right energy, then do what you need to do, and then you'll be able to reach your goals and have what you want to have. If that sounds like the missing link in your process, and let me give you a hint, it is the missing link in your process, I'll give you a free copy of the mirror of motivation. All you have to do is cover the shipping and just go to mirrorofmotivation.com. Again, mirrorofmotivation.com. I will give you a free copy of that book so you can ask yourself the key question that you have never asked yourself, that most people never ask themselves, that will make all the difference in your success. Mirrorofmotivation.com. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, 
even when the success you expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself. It's going to make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unified philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is awards versus trophies. And I'll get into explaining the difference before we get started. But before we even do that, I want to remind everybody, I send out a text every day guaranteed to have you focus sharp and on point called the Daily Motivation. Send out every week called the Monday Motivation it does the same thing. I want you to get these texts. So all you got to do to do that is text me, get in my text community for free. My number is 305-384-6894. Once you're in my text community, you'll be getting those messages when they drop. And we'll tell you all your options of how often you get messages by us and all of that. As soon as you join the community, just text me at that number. If you don't get a response immediately, it's because we're still working out some kinks with the system, but we will get that up and running eventually. Secondly, work on your game university. You want to work with me directly. You want to win some awards. You want to win some trophies. You want to make some money in your business. You can go buy yourself some awards and trophies. Then join me and work on your game university. You want to get a solid mindset for you to go out and run your business the way it needs to be run. You want to have a clear game plan and strategy for what you're doing, how, when, where, and with whom. You want to have a system so that you can do your things over and over and over again in a duplicatable, predictable, consistent way. And you want to make sure that you and your processes and your people are held accountable to do the things that need to be done. It's one of the main things that people want with coaching. I just need somebody to hold me accountable, Dre, make sure I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that I'm going to be talking to you, so I know I'm going to follow through and do stuff that I haven't been doing on my own. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can see what our entire program looks like, how it's laid out. You can schedule a time to get on the call with us where we can talk to you where you're at, about where you're at, where you want to go, what might be in your way, and what exactly you would want us to help you do. We can tell you that as well, unless you have, if you have some ideas in your own, we want to hear that as well. If we feel you're a good fit and we believe we can help you, we'll tell you what it looks like and how it works. Again, that's all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Now, getting into this topic, awards versus trophies. Now, while I usually like to give definitions of words when discussing the juxtaposition between two oft conflated topics or ideas. I didn't do it for this episode for a specific reason, because these two awards and trophies are often used interchangeably. And it would not be incorrect to use these interchangeably because often people do mean the same thing when they're talking about them. And today, what I'm going to do, though, is I want to draw a difference between the two. I'm going to explain what I mean in the difference, and I'm going to explain why these are not the same in this context. Okay, so I want you all to understand that I'm making up my own context for this, but I'm not going to go against the definitions in order to do it. But I do want to make sure that y'all understand that I'm making my own context for the difference between these two awards. So y'all, I mean, these two words that I'm already using the word, the word before I go into this. So let me see if I can find a definition because I know I looked up the definition and definitions were not different enough for them to make a difference here. But the definition of award is a prize or other mark of recognition given in honor of an achievement. And then the definition of trophy is a cup or decorative object awarded as a prize for a victory or success. So neither one of those definitions really makes the delineation between these two words that I'm going to make in today's episode. Okay, so everyone understands that, that these words are often conflated and they should be because it would not be wrong for you to do that. Today, I'm going to make them different. I'm going to explain why I mean them differently while still respecting their actual definition, dictionary meanings. Point number one, topic once again is awards versus trophies. So when I say awards, in the context of this conversation, this is what I mean when I say awards. I mean, subjective wins, quote unquote, chosen by humans, 
These are human beings who have feelings, biases, emotions, and opinions. And these things are political by nature. That's what an award is. So to give you some examples of awards in the entertainment industry, you have the music awards. So you got the country music awards, you got the BET awards, you got the MTV awards, you have the Grammy awards in TV, you got the Oscar awards, you got the Golden Globes, you got the, I don't even know what other awards there are, but in the entertainment world, you got all these different type of award shows, right? Now, how do you win one of those awards? The only way you can win that award is you have to be nominated, first of all, and then you have to be chosen by the committee, whoever the committee happens to be. That's the only way you can win that award. There is nothing objective, like measurement, black and white wise, you can do or accomplish that guarantees you winning any of these awards. So if someone wins a Grammy award, how'd they win the Grammy award? Is it just because they had the best album? How someone win an Oscar? Is it because they were the best actor? Well, what's, who decides what's best? The answer is the committee decides. So you could be a very good actor for 20 years straight and never win an Oscar award. You can make 20 great albums and never win a Grammy award or a BET award or an MTV award. Why? Because the award is not based on anything objective that you've done. It is based on the votes and the whims of the people who choose the awards. That's what I mean when I say awards, okay? Things that are chosen completely subjectively by human beings. And these things, when anything that's chosen by a human is political by nature. Anything that is chosen by a human is political by nature because human beings are political because human beings have feelings, emotions, biases, and they have opinions, all right? So it's going to be political. Any of you that's ever been hired for a job, you getting hired for that job was political. That does not mean you were not qualified for the job. Maybe you were very qualified, but guess what? So were others who did not get that job because you got it. There is a political leaning to anything that involves human choice. Let me say that one more time. There is a political leaning to anything and everything that involves human choice. If a human gets to make a choice, there is a political leaning to it. There is an emotion, an opinion, a feeling, and a bias that is involved in it. Any of you who is in a relationship right now, you choosing that person, that person choosing you, there were some opinions, feelings, emotions, and biases that went into the choice that you made. Whether you're happy with it or not, hopefully you're happy. But the point is not objective. Right? You didn't choose that person objectively by some black and white measure. Right? You chose them subjectively based on what you wanted. And this is what happens with awards. There's always some politics involved in it. And one more thing, some spaces naturally lend themselves to award culture. And I'll give you an example of that. I was looking at somebody's profile on social media the other day, and this person is a writer slash journalist. And in their bio on this platform, they had listed a bunch of awards that this person had won as a writer. Like, I won this award for no great journalism, and I won this award from this organization that has an event every year, and I got these awards. And I remember looking at that and knowing that in the writing world, it is very hard to objectively measure anything. Just like in the entertainment world, it's very difficult to objectively measure who's better than who. Right? How do you decide which album is better than the other album? How do you decide which actor or actress is better than the other actor or actress? It's impossible to objectively measure this because there's no clear scoreboard. So there's no clear objective scoreboard. You can't objectively measure anything. So the only thing you can go off of in the writing world, if you're trying to build up your resume or tell people that you're somebody is what? What subjective awards have I won? Now, hopefully, if somebody's collecting subjective awards, they do have some actual skill and they are actually good and they have some integrity in their space and they actually do bring something to the table. But does it necessarily mean that they're better than everybody else? No. And again, better is subjective. So you might think they're better and maybe the whole committee thinks 
this album is better than all the other albums doesn't mean I had to agree. I remember in 2000, I believe it was 2019, it was either 2018 or 2019. I don't remember which year, but they had the, I believe it was the Grammy Awards. I think it was the Grammy Awards and they had rap album of the year. And the nominees for rap album of the year were Mac Miller, who had passed away, I believe that same year. I didn't hear his album, but he was up for it. And I heard one of Mac Miller's earlier albums. And I actually liked Mac Miller. There was Travis Scott's album, Astro World. There was Pusha T's album called Daytona. There was Nipsey Hussle's album called uh, Victory Lap. And it was Cardi B's album, which was called, I forgot the name of her album. But I didn't listen to Cardi B's album. Her album was up for nomination as well. So that's four different people. Mac Miller, Pusha T, Travis Scott, Nipsey Hussle, and Cardi B. Now, of those five albums, four of which I had listened to enough to have an opinion, I would have been fine with Travis Scott or Pusha T or Nipsey Hussle winning that award. Any one of those three winning, I would have been happy. No got their work, Cardi B. Cardi B got the rap album of the year, the same year as Nipsey Hussle's last album, as Pusha T's Daytona album, and Travis Scott's Astroworld album. Uh, that was a complete travesty, all right, in my subjective personal opinion. That was a travesty. How Cardi B got the fucking album of the year. Now, Cardi B's album was surprisingly not bad. I didn't think her album was going to be anything. I thought it was going to be complete garbage, but it was actually not bad. Now, not bad ain't the same as better than Pusha T's or Nipsey Hussle's or Travis Scott's. It was complete nonsense. But you never heard many people, especially the artists themselves, complain about the fact that they didn't win that album because who knows, maybe it would have been a little bit unbecoming of them to complain about not winning an award against a female. And Cardi B is very, very popular. And she probably actually thinking of those other three artists. Cardi B probably has a bigger fan base than the other three guys maybe put together. So I guess maybe it was smart of them strategically to not say anything. But there's no way Cardi B's album was the best rap album that came out that year. All right. That's and again, this is the kind of stuff that happens when you have subjective awards. You get nonsense like Cardi B winning rap album. Of the year. How's Cardi B going to win rap album of the year? But anyway, <laughs> this is the kind of stuff that happens when you have subjective awards and the entertainment industry. This kind of stuff happens. In the academic world, this happens as well. All right, what's the objective way that you measure whether one teacher is better than the next teacher? There isn't one. There is no objective way to measure if teacher A is better than teacher B because the teacher does not control who the students are that come into the class. And you don't control what they do outside of the class. You may be amazing in the classroom, but how do we know what those kids are going to do when they leave class and they're supposed to do homework or they're supposed to study or they're supposed to prepare for the class project? You have no control over what they do. You have no control over what's going on at home. So you can be the best teacher in the world. You got a bunch of shitty students with terrible home lives, they may not do so well. And it ain't your fault. And if somebody, or you say, well, you can go into classrooms, you can watch the teachers teach and you can decide who's better than who. Well, yeah, you could, but why is your measure of who's better any different than anybody else's measure? Why is your measure the one we got to go off of? Anybody, we could talk to anybody. You could be talking to me. I say, I go to a college campus and I just watch five teachers teach a class for the day. And I say, all right, here are the five teachers ranked number one through five. Why is my subjective opinion of their ranking the one that we got to go off of? This is how awards are chosen. It's chosen based like, just like that. And maybe one person could be 10 people, it could be 100. But it's based on a subjective thing of a group deciding subjectively who's the best based on their opinions. And again, politics come into play in this. Because what if I personally don't like one of the teachers? They're probably not going to come in first because I don't like them. You think that doesn't happen in the voting process for these award shows? Of course it happens. Who's connected to who? Who knows who? Does that matter? Of course it matters. It's a huge part of it. So places such as music, modeling, TV, movies, everything in these spaces is subjective. It's based on the perspectives of the people who get to make the call. 
And it becomes more about relationships and connections and personal motives than it is about actual performance. Let me say that one more time. If you happen to work in one of these spaces or you plan on working in one of these spaces, it is more about relationships, connections, and personal motives than it is about actual performance. And I'm not mentioning every industry to which this applies, but many of you work in industries in which this applies. You work in corporate America, it's more about relationships, connections, and personal motives than it is about your actual performance. How many of you listen to me right now, work in corporate, and you have been passed over for a promotion when you clearly had outperformed the person who passed you? The person who leapfrogged you for the promotion, you clearly have outperformed them but you didn't get the position. How many of you had that happen? How many of you work in a college or university and you saw some black person or female or gay person get tenure way before you got tenure and you've been working there longer than them and you've put in more work than them and you ain't get tenure yet and they got it way faster than you just because they're black, gay, or female. How many of you seen that happen? We know that it happens. <laughs> we know it happens. All right, the colleges are damn near coming out and saying it these days. It's happened. It happens in corporate, the exact same thing. And it's just with promotions instead of tenure. It's promotions and tenure in the university world basically saying you pretty much got a job for life, essentially. Uh, this is what happens. It's about relationships, connections, and again, personal motives. So in the academic world, we know there's a strong bias towards diversity, equity, and inclusion, right? And I've done whole episodes on these topics, by the way. I'll give you, I'll link you to one where I told you that diversity, equity, and inclusion is the enemy of high performance. That was episode number 2199, by the way. So any of you want to hear about that, you can go ahead and listen to it there at 2199. Then I did a whole series on how to do diversity, equity, and inclusion the right way. That was episodes 2307, 2308, and 2309. I went through each one of those three terms and told you how to do it the right way as opposed to the way it's being done right now. So we know this is a big thing, right? D-I-E thing in colleges and universities. So what happens? Black students are more likely to be accepted into a high level university than a white student, even with significantly lower test scores and significantly worse academic performance than a white student, even when weighted for the level of school they went to. And why is this happening? In other words, what colleges and universities are doing these days is if you are black, just say black, if you're black, you're more likely to be admitted to a college that under normal circumstances you would never get in because your test scores and your academic performance in high school simply don't pass the bar. They don't measure up to the standards of that school, but they're letting you in anyway because they need to hit these diversity, equity, and inclusion numbers to continue getting money from the government. Long story short, that's what's happening. That's happening in academics right now. So any of you who has a kid who's black and you want to get them into a, a really good college, even though they may not be good enough of an academic performer to get into that college, tell them to hurry up and grow up and get into college now before this whole DEI balloon pops because it is going to pop. But right now it's still blowing up. So you better tell your kid, hurry up, grow up, get into college because you ain't getting into that college when things level out again. All right, this is happening. All right. White parents. How many of you had a kid not get into a college? But you're like, how the hell my kid not get into that college when they clearly got the stats? Asians, same thing. Because this DEI is saying we got to put black people in. The colleges are even creating uh, departments for this. They're creating departments just so they can shoehorn more black kids into schools that, again, otherwise they shouldn't be at that school. And employees as well. All right. Professors, administrators getting jobs at colleges that they otherwise wouldn't have gotten under normal circumstances because the school was saying, well, we got to bring in more black people. So let's create a department that is going to be manned by all black people. So let's all these black people can get jobs as professors and administrators at colleges and universities where under normal circumstances, these people would not get these jobs. This is happening today. And again, colleges are wide open about this. This is not hidden. I'm not uncovering something that is hidden news. I'm not giving you all a blind item here. This is a real thing. 
So anyway, as schools are incentivized by the governments and their money to increase their level of diversity, regardless of actual merit or performance, and you can swap out the word school and you can put governments, you can swap out the word government, you can put corporations, they're doing this. Any of you who's not black, who has felt the sting of this knows exactly what I'm talking about right here. It's a real thing. And some of you who are black who have benefited from it, you might not want to admit it, but you can't lie about it because you know it's true. Now, a lot of people who are black who have benefited from it don't want to admit it because it kind of waters down the accomplishment that you have. But the truth doesn't care about your feelings. We all know this is happening and it's not limited to, again, it happens in corporate, happens in academic, happens in the government. So there are people who win awards, who get promotions, who get admitted to places, other recognitions or get jobs, period. Or they just get to live in such spaces that they're not there based on their ability. They're not there based on achievement or performance. They are based on identity. That is not merit based. It's identity based. They're almost exact opposites. Now, although I do espouse the value of relationships and connections, I'm a businessman. I build relationships and connections every single day. I'm always looking to connect with new and different people for different strategic reasons. I do this. I'm still not a fan of someone being handed something that they otherwise didn't earn, especially if it means someone who did earn it being passed over in the process. I'm not a fan of that. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're male, female, black, white, whatever. If there's two people up for a job and a white person has clearly outperformed a black person, then the job should go to the performer. I have never been unclear about the fact that Work on your game is about being a performance and results-based business. So when it comes to performance, I don't care what color you are. I don't care your sexual orientation or whatever you want to identify yourself as. If you're the best performer, you should get the position, period. And if that means a black person, my people, quote unquote, getting passed over by somebody else, did they outperform you? Did that white person outperform you? Well, you didn't get passed over. Because they already passed you over through their performance. They didn't pass you. It's not like it was equal and they just picked a white guy. No, y'all weren't equal. They outperformed you. So you weren't up for the job. They outperformed you, right? And what's interesting is a lot of black people won't want to have a conversation like that because what happens is the more of this diversity, equity, inclusion stuff that they keep doing, the more black folks start to feel entitled to these positions. They start to feel entitled for them. And then people get these positions that they know that they didn't earn and they got the nerve to be arrogant about it. <laughs> they got the nerve to be cocky about the fact that they have the position like, yo, you didn't even earn the position that you got. But you're acting like you are above these other people who clearly outperformed you, but they put you in a position. And this is the kind of thing that's happening to this day. And there's a lot of people in these positions right now. And unfortunately, none of them want to have a direct conversation with me because of you know, what you just heard over the last five minutes. Anyway. Attention all health enthusiasts. Let me tell you how to stay hydrated and healthy when you drink water. Are you tired of constantly worrying about the quality of the water you consume? We all know how important it is to stay hydrated and quench our thirst with clean, refreshing water. But we're risking our health with every gulp by drinking contaminated tap water. So introducing AquaTrue, the ultimate solution to your hydration woes. Unlike ordinary water filters that leave traces of impurities behind, AquaTrue guarantees your peace of mind. With its advanced four-stage reverse osmosis technology, this revolutionary water filter is designed to remove up to 99% of harmful contaminants such as lead, chlorine, pesticides, and even pharmaceuticals. Believe that. Before you dismiss AquaTrue as too good to be true, let's address one thing. Some users have noticed that the filter replacement process can be a bit time-consuming. However, this minor inconvenience is more than outweighed by the top-notch performance and unmatched purity that AquaTrue produces. 
Now, why does AquaTrue stand out from the crowd? While other water filters struggle to effectively eliminate impurities, AquaTrue does it in literally seconds. I got them. I know. I have it right here in my office. Its powerful filtration system ensures that you and your loved ones can enjoy crystal clear water that not only tastes great, but also promotes optimal health. But wait, there's more. AquaTrue separates itself from the competition with its sleek and compact design. It actually looks great on your kitchen countertop. No more bulky water filter pitchers taking up precious refrigerator space. AquaTrue fits seamlessly on your countertop, providing you with an unlimited supply of pure, refreshing water, literally at the touch of a button. So no more worrying about hidden contaminants that may lurk in your water, because with AquaTrue, you can sip and savor each glorious glass of water, knowing that your health is no longer at risk. So you stay hydrated, stay healthy, and say goodbye to those mediocre filtration systems. So health-focused individuals, don't settle for less when you can have the best. Experience the AquaTrue difference today and gift yourself the purest, cleanest water imaginable. Go to workonyourgame.com slash A-T, that stands for AquaTrue, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Again, that's workonyourgame.com slash A-T, and get $100 off any AquaTrue filter. Do not miss out on this opportunity to revolutionize your hydration game. Your body well, thank you. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is awards versus trophies. So I told you what an award is. Things are awarded to people based on subjective opinions. Let's talk about what a trophy is. What's a trophy? Again, this is my context that I'm creating for this episode. Trophies are objective and based on clear, measurable results. Trophies go to the best performers as measured by clear standards and measurable outcomes. Trophies are objective. They're based on clear, measurable results, and they go to the best performers as measured by clear standards and measurable outcomes. The sports world, for example, where I come from, we hand out trophies and awards. You can get a trophy and you can get an award in sports. Even though I, as do others, I enjoy a good award debate as well as the next person. And I just gave a little bit of one when I talked about that Grammy award that went to Cardi B inexplicably. I enjoy award debates because they're fun because they never end. Like, there's no right answer to something that's based on opinions. I prefer when somebody can show me their trophies. I prefer when somebody can just hold up trophies because trophies are objective and clear. There's no argument to a trophy. There's an argument for an award. Every award can be argued. You can't argue trophies. For example, in basketball, you take a player like Kobe Bryant, who passed away in 2019. Kobe has a legion of believers. These are not fans. He has believers. A legion of believers who worship at the, the throne of Kobe, who they believe it's crazy that Kobe only won one NBA MVP award, even though he had these great stats all these years throughout his career. And the debate is, well, Kobe should have won the award this year and this year and all these different years, Kobe should have won the award. And there's always a great debate because, again, debates don't end. So that's what makes them interesting conversations because there's no actual right answer to the point. But in the sports world, again, I prefer trophies. So you take someone like Kobe Bryant, maybe he didn't get all the MVPs that maybe even Kobe himself would have thought he should have gotten. But guess what he did get? He collected five trophies. Trophies he collected were championships. In basketball, it's called the Larry O'Brien Trophy. At least the last I checked, they I think they still call it the Larry O'Brien Trophy, named after one of the ex-commissioners of the NBA. Kobe has five of them. He won five championships. So MVPs are not, which are subjective. Trophies, championships are not subjective. They're objective because you can only win them by winning games on the scoreboard. Those are the ones that matter the most. 
See, there's no debating when you talk trophies. You can debate awards. You can't debate trophies. See, if someone was handed a job through a DEI hire, we can debate whether they're qualified for the job or not forever. We could always debate it. But you can't debate a trophy if somebody goes in on a sports team and wins one. They go in a sports competition and win the gold medal. Ain't no debate because you clearly won. We saw it. Everybody watched it. It's black and white. It's on the scoreboard. Not based on anyone's opinion. Unless we're talking about something like figure skating. Different story. I don't come from the figure skating world. I come from a world where there's a clear scoreboard with no humans involved. At least they're not involved with what the scoreboard does. Every year in sports, there's an MVP award given out. The MVP is a purely subjective award because it's voted on by people. It's based on votes and opinions of the people who have a, a ballot. The championship, however, is completely objective and it's based on who wins the actual competition on the scoreboard. I remember Michael Jordan. He won several MVP awards in the NBA, but there were a couple of years he didn't win. 1993, a guy named Charles Barkley won the MVP award over Jordan. And Charles was playing for the Phoenix Suns. He had probably the best year of his career that year. And the Phoenix Suns were a great team. They went all the way to the NBA Finals where they got to face Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. What happened in the Finals? Michael Jordan beat Charles Barkley for the objective trophy while Charles Barkley got to go home losing the championship, but he did win the award of the MVP trophy. Michael Jordan proved this point. 1997, Chicago Bulls were good again. Michael Jordan had won the MVP the previous year, but in 1997, he did not win the MVP because the award went to guy who played for the Utah Jazz by the name of Carl Malone. He had been in the league just as long as Michael Jordan, and he had not won an MVP trophy up to that point. So he ended up winning the MVP that year. Carl Malone was a good player. But was he better than Michael Jordan? We don't know. Well, good news. The Utah Jazz made it to the NBA Finals where they played against Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. What happened? Chicago Bulls won the NBA Finals. So again, Carl Malone went home with the award of the MVP. Michael Jordan went home with the trophy. And the next year, they played against each other again. This time, Michael was already the MVP. He won the MVP award in 1998 and beat Carl Malone again in the NBA Finals. The trophies matter more than the awards. The awards are about opinions. The trophies are about facts. So this is why I'm so thankful for my background as an athlete, because my thinking is and will always be framed around objective outcomes and measurable results. Sports measure their outcomes by scoreboards, not by opinions, not by feelings, not by biases, not by politics. It's based on objective outcomes. We can always look at the scoreboard. There is never a debate as to who won the championship. There's always a debate as to who is the MVP or who's better than who or these days, you hear a lot of ball players talking about who has more skill than the next guy. I don't care about any of that shit. Tell me who won the game. Because the object of playing a sport is winning the game. You play to win the game. Anyone playing a sport these days, or you're a sports fan, you can think whatever you want to think about your favorite player, how much skill they have, and they're better than this guy, whatever, whatever, whatever. The object of the game is to win the games. If your favorite player is as good as you think they are, then they need to win some games to prove it. Having skill alone is a means to the end of winning the game. Skill is a means to the end of winning the game. You don't have skills just to say you have skill. You get skill to play, to use it in the game and win. You know those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway? Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days 
so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book, How to Separate Yourself, the Pro, from the Amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is awards versus trophies. If you can't tell, I'm a trophy guy. I like trophies. I'm not really a fan of awards. Now, even though I'll be happy to be nominated for and to receive any award, if there is one that someone wants to bestow upon me, the award is not worth as much to me as the trophy is. Why? Because the other people who I beat out for an award, beat out, so to speak, they didn't lose on the same playing field that I won on. Like They didn't have the same opportunity to win that I had. It's all based on people's opinions. We didn't really compete. There's no competition for an award. There is competition for a trophy. So you can't really compete for an award because it's subjective and it's just based on what people think, whoever gets to make the call. So there's no real competition. The real competition happens for trophies because it's black and white and we can see. So when I go run in a 10K race, there's clear. Everybody is timed. All right, as soon as you start the race, there's a timer that starts taking your time. And when you cross the final finish line, there's another timer right there. And that's what your time is, period. And we can see who the number one, number two, number three, number 10. We can see it. It's black and white. That's the trophy that I want to win. When I play ball, I want to win the trophy of winning the games, winning the tournaments, winning the season, whatever it happened to be. Those are the kind of trophies that I want to win. You come into my office here, any trophies that you can see, these are all objective trophies. Now, any trophy of mine you see is an objective one. I had to do something objective and clear in order to get that trophy. That these are not, I don't put subjective. I don't think I have some subjective trophies. I got a few of them, but they don't go on the walls. Why? Because again, I didn't have to beat you, clearly beat you to get it. So it doesn't mean as much to me. It's not as important to me. I want to win one where everybody got the same shot and I beat them. Those are the kind of trophies that matter to me. And a lot of awards really come down to who likes who or who knows who. And to be perfectly honest, again, I wouldn't be that satisfied with an award because it's just based on opinions. And I'll be very satisfied with the trophy because I beat everybody who was against me. Award is just who likes you. It's a popularity contest. When I was in high school, we had voting for like class president, vice president, and those stuff like that. And I remember this girl in class was passing out the ballots for us to vote for class president, whatever it was. And as she's passing out the ballots, she just made this offhand comment. She said, this ain't nothing but a popularity contest. And she was 100% correct. That's all it was. The guy who ended up being our class president, our, at least our junior year, I don't know who was the president's senior year, but even our senior year, I remember I'm getting the pictures in my mind of who the people were who were our presidents and vice presidents my last two years of high school, there was just people who were popular. There's people who had a lot of friends and they wanted to run for class. What do they call those? An office. And they had to be popular. Like you couldn't win that election if you weren't popular. You probably didn't even put putting your name in if you were not popular amongst the student body because you weren't going to win. That's all it is. A popularity contest. Does that prove that you're actually good at being an officer? No, it doesn't prove anything. It's just a popularity contest. That's all it really comes down to. And you can even say that about the elections that happen here in America. There's a popularity contest and there's a money competition. Right? It costs a lot of money to win an election, especially at the national, at the federal level. You just got to have a lot of money. You don't have money, you ain't going to win. You could be the best candidate in the world, subjectively. But without the money, you ain't doing nothing. Ain't going to happen. So an award is based on the right people liking you. A trophy is based on black and white. And so if I put a plaque on my wall, I want it to be based on something that I achieved that is clearly measurable. Not just because somebody knows me or likes me because I got the right relationship with the right people or persons. 
Listen, I don't mind leveraging relationships, but I'm not going to put a trophy in my walls just because I know somebody and you don't know somebody. What is that actually proof? Doesn't do anything for me. I don't even take pride in that. But that's just me. I'm not saying you have to be that way, but that's just me. That's a recap of today's class, which is awards versus trophies. I usually give definitions, but again, didn't do it today because I created my own subjective meanings for these words to make my point. Number one, awards in today's context are subjective, chosen by humans who have feelings, biases, emotions, and opinions, and they are political by nature. And a lot of things that happen in life are political by nature. And if you work in government, you work in academia, you work in corporate America, you know the entire environment is corporate and you got to learn how to navigate in that world. Uh, Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power has some good material on how to do that navigation. Though I do espouse the value of relationships and connections, I don't want to win an award just because I know the right person and you don't. Again, it doesn't prove anything to me. Number two, trophies, on the other hand, are objective based on clear, measurable results, and they go to the best performers as measured by clear standards and measurable outcomes. That's what a trophy is. Sports World, for example, hands out trophies and awards. The awards would be like the MVP, Rookie of the Year. Trophies are the championship. Who won? I prefer the trophies because they're black and white. It gets everybody on a level playing field and you beat everybody when everyone had the same opportunity to win. Those are the kind of competitions I like to win. Everyone has the same opportunity, no preferential treatment, nobody being pushed ahead when they don't deserve to be be pushed ahead, nobody being held back just because they are better or they allegedly have some type of advantage. Everyone has the same starting line at the same time. Let everybody go. Let's have a clear, measurable way of comparing one person to the next and let's see the outcome then. Unfortunately, there are very few aspects, or not very few. Yes, that's correct. Very few aspects of life that lend themselves to this. Those are the areas you'll see me in. All right, the kind of areas you'll see me in is an area where there's a clear, measurable way to see who's doing what. I don't want to be in an area that's highly political. It's based on who likes you, who doesn't like you. You can't say something that might piss somebody off because then you, first of all, find yourself having to edit yourself. Then it becomes an identity contest. And if you aren't the right identity, you end up losing no matter how good of a performer you are. That's a race you probably should check out of if you want my opinion. I prefer trophies. Now, number three, I didn't finish. Number three, I'm a trophy guy. Not a fan of awards. Even though I'd be happy to be nominated for and would accept it if someone gave me one, I'm not putting an award on my wall because I didn't earn the award. I want something that I earned clear in black and white. Again, scoreboard. That's the world that I come from. That's the way that I think to this day. And that's the way that I'm always going to think. I want to win something that is objective where everyone has the same chance. And I beat you. Now, that's what I want. I got the award based off. I clearly did this It's black and white. You can measure it. Not, oh, well, we like this person more than this person or you lost, Dre, because we like this person more than we like you, even though you might think you're stuck. Now, I don't even want to get into that because there's a lot of people who are in that world and they don't really have to objectively prove anything. And that's not the game that I want to play. So I opted out of that game. I got into the entrepreneurial game where we can measure. All right. And it. Anything where you're doing direct selling to your prospects and clients and customers, we can measure. We can get some clear measurements. So you're running a business, we can measure. A lot of things that we can measure. I like clear measures for what we're doing. That said, y'all text me. So you my text community. My number is 305-384-6894. Work on your game, university.com. You want to get some trophies and awards for what you perform or what you produce in business, especially the black and white stuff. Forget this objective stuff, but the black and white stuff in business, then what you need to do is go to work on your game, university.com. Tell me what you're trying to do what you got to do to achieve it. And let's map it out. Let's create a roadmap in reverse to make it work. Let's strategize this. Let's put a system together, get your mind in the right place, and you'll be held accountable for making it happen. All that happens at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Link down below. Work on your game. Dre all day. 
while you are here don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions you can share challenges with me you are messaging me directly you can get a direct response from me because i do read and reply to my messages my number again 305-384-6894 one more time 305-384-6894 make sure you text me because you never know when i'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear the one thing you need to do the one insight you need to get that could change your life Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game If you're a long time listener, you might know that I've been drinking AG1 since early 2023 best thing about my introduction to ag1 was that i was able to eliminate all these extra supplements and pills that i was taking every single day because ag1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization stress management and immune support ag1 since 2010 has led the future of foundational nutrition continuously refining their formula to create a smarter better way to elevate your baseline health not only did i replace all those extra multivitamins and pills with ag1 but i love that every scoop also includes a bunch of other good things that you need all you had to do is read the label is right there on their website which i'll give you in a second that includes everything you need and more every single day and since ag1 is a supplement that i trust to provide the support that my body needs daily and that's why i've been a partner for so long if you want to take ownership of your health understand it starts with ag1 Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and thank yourself later.